smashes that through the offside for four more. They won't stop that either. Maxwell to 195. Australia just need five. You know what's going to happen. He's 195, Maxwell. A six to bring up 200 and win the game. Everybody here's on their feet. Staggering is one word. So many superlatives last night. The Glenn Maxwell, or early morning, our time. First ever ODI double century. Highest ODI, 201 off 128, an Australian record. First batter to score a double ton in a run chase. First time that a non-opener scored 200 or more in an ODI. It's only the third time that a batter has made a World Cup double century with Chris Graham, Martin Gupton, all the others. It was the unbeaten 202 run stand between Maxwell and Cummings. Broke records. The highest ever stand for an eighth wicket in ODI. Unbelievable. Adam Gilchrist joins us. He's about to vacate Perth and head across to the east. But, Gilly, I'm sure you stayed up. Michael Vaughan said arguably the greatest innings of any form of cricket. What did you make of it? <laughs> yeah. Hey, gosh, hey, Scotty. That, it, it was just whatever word you want to say. Isn't it extraordinary? Unbelievable, I think, uh, probably comes to mind. It was. I watched uh, the Australian innings up to a point, up to the point where I thought, well, they're cooked. I'm going to bed. Yeah. Uh, simple as that. And I don't think I was Robinson Crusoe in that uh, escapade either. So, I'm with you. Uh, I I woke up to a message from my son uh, saying simply most unbelievable run chase ever. Um, so, and I, I actually even forgot to check the scores when I first woke up because I just thought it was fait accompli. So, had a squeeze and have watched the highlights since. And yeah, just hard to fathom what he has done. And a bit of credit to Pat Cummins too, I think, in all this. <laughs> He scored 12 very important runs, but more importantly, survived 68 balls, I think, or so in partnership, a 200-run partnership. So, um, yeah, look, uh, Max is threatened. He's, he's always entertained us, hasn't he? And he's, he's always threatened to put on something extraordinary and um, this and, and has delivered a lot, but this is truly next level. He couldn't move, Gilly. He was anchored. He uh, had cramp in the leg, the toes, the front of the calf, the shin, the whole... The whole it, it was unbelievable. It was at a point watching it, it was comical. Everyone was laughing. Josh Inglis was covering his mouth because he didn't want to look like he was really taking it. Nick Jones, the <laughs> physio, went out on the ground and said, if we get you off... Retired her. We're not going to be get you up the stairs, so you might as well just stay here. It was <laughs> unbelievable. One leg, one leg. In fact, no legs. They didn't run half. They didn't run. They didn't run at any stage. It was fours yeah. or sixes. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, I want his cricket bat. I know that. I reckon that it's got to be that's turbo charge cricket about that to just flick your wrist like that. And their small grounds are in India, and particularly that one at Wankhede Stadium in Mumbai is small ground. But he was hitting them second tier, like, you know, 20 rows back. So um, just the, he's always had that um, unique sort of wrist action. He sort of almost flicks it almost like a hockey flick. But the power that he generates, strong forearms, uh, and then the ability just to watch the ball that closely when you're in, the, in such duress and basically in pain, really, uh, throughout. So it's, it, was a, it was a, you know, throw all caution away and, and, and don't care scenario, wasn't it? It was set up nicely for him to, you know, give it a crack and no one's expecting too much. But uh, that's mind-blowing and it's quite the statement for the rest of the World Cup now and as they move and secure their spot in the semi that um, Australia don't feel like they're ever dead and buried. 
Hey, Gil, I don't reckon there's... Um, well, it's a pretty sadistic mindset, to, but I don't think there's anything funnier than watching someone go through full body cramps. You can't not laugh. It's it's impossible. But, um, mate, have you... What's it like being in that sort of pain? Have you been in that sort of situation, mate, where the body is just absolutely aching and you've still you've still got to stand and deliver? Uh, no, no. Oh. <laughs> I've, I've I've been um, I'm probably out by then by getting that to that sort of level of discomfort. I've, I've, Throw it away. I've, yeah, absolutely. I'm not one up in the air. I mean, uh, I, I I don't I don't recall. I mean, fortunately, I didn't. Suffer cramps and stuff like that too much, I've, but um, yeah, I mean, I've batted in that oppressive heat, uh, and it's hard to detect through the TV just how stifling it is. And you might look and see it's only 32 degrees in Mumbai, but uh, yeah, it's a very different 32 to what we know in WA or in most parts of Australia, uh, save for the tropics up north. But uh, it, it, it just it it does drain you. There's no doubt about it. But I've never been in that situation where I've I've had to to bat where your body is shutting down on you. Really, it's rejecting what you're wanting. You're commanding of it. So uh, that makes it even more the more remarkable. But I mean, I joke about knocking one up in there. Gee, Afghanistan, phew, they'll be ruining a couple of pretty simple drop catches yeah. off Maxi right at the start of his. Uh, you know, when that seventh wicket fell and. Pat comes out, Maxie decided to take it on a bit there, and a couple of pretty simple ones went down. So that's a, a shame for them. It would have been exciting to see them press on into the semis, but um, uh, not to be. It, 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 you know, everyone's complaining a bit. Oh, not everyone. There's been some commentary around Australia's batting order not firing all the way down, but it, it's rare that everyone in your one-day lineup or your, your T20 white ball cricket, it's where everyone fires at once. You only need one or two players to do it, and that's what the Aussies are doing. And obviously, it's shining light on Glenn Maxwell's innings as the one that's happened this time. Yeah, staggering. Yeah, he was dropped twenty four thirty three, and there was an LBW review which he basically thought he was out, and he was he was walking down the yeah. he was walking off, uh, and basically, you sort of uh, so he he survived. Look, it was unbelievable. And that begs a question. It goes back to your point you just made, then Gil. Just just. Is there concern that without Maxwell that could have been horrific, or do you think that's the that's the making and the marking of this team that they've got alternatives when someone else fails, someone steps up? Yeah, that, I think that's it, Goss. The point is that I mean, I think Ricky sort of said it was deplorable when they lost, you know, nine for sixty after being, or whatever the number was after being, you know, none for two hundred and eighty, or or one for one hundred and one hundred and ninety or something, but. It's just the nature of the beast in white ball cricket. Um, it, it, they're, they're more often than not um, big individual performance or pairs. Or you know, it's not not often one to seven go out there and strike it a better than a run a ball and and do it con- and, and consistently contribute. So I I think there's there's areas and players uh, in that Aussie team that will be a little bit concerned about their own out individual output, but but from a team collective unit. After a slow start, that you know, and and the energy and belief that a, an innings like that or a game like that gives and installs, um, that's going to carry them really nicely forward. There's been a lot of blowouts in this tournament, hasn't there? Yeah. Teams, you know, winning by 300 runs and 250. So, that the chasing component in this World Cup has been a little bit low on skill, but it certainly wasn't last night from one Glenn Maxwell. He rectified a a, a, a situation for Australia that now secures them that spot. And once you get into the semi-finals, anything's possible. It only takes one individual again 
can win a, a final or a semi-final. Afghanistan have been, I reckon, the well surprise packet of this um, of this World Cup, Gil. But for them to hit us for two ninety two, any concerns around the bowling attack? Oh, I, I think we're still. Oh, look, your point about Afghanistan is uh, a good one, Scotty. But I think what we're seeing now is that, that we shouldn't be surprised by them. But, you know, teams like Holland and that, their victories are still going to be a little bit more surprising. But Afghanistan's been in the system now a long time. And particularly uh, on the subcontinent, they're going to play those conditions well. They're, with their spin-heavy bowling line, they had four spinners last night. They, they may have even wished they did go with one extra quick, given the way it was zinging around. But um, but back to the batting, they're, they're developing in the batting component as well. So uh, we're, we're all still slowly learning to come to score terms with scores that are 290 used to be 220 um so if they get 290 we might have cheap that's a big score but um it's probably in old parlance a little bit lower than that um so they're developing well as a nation um but, but australia again were able to flex their muscle just at the right time sounds like they're calling you to get on the plane so but we've got a couple of quick ones for you uh josh inglis uh has got the gloves but gee he's really struggling at the moment to make runs is he spotting the team if you're in a world cup and you're now into a semi-final do you make a change and go back to alex carey or do you think that's locked in for oh, it'd be a big call to go back the other way wouldn't it a big call to drop carey after one game uh Oh, look, without being inside the tent and knowing, you know, what the line of thinking is, how Josh is thinking, but I'll, I'll back him in to get some important runs at the right time. We've seen him do it, uh, English for, for the Scorchers and for WA um, on, on, on reasonably regular occasions. So I think you'd have to sort of go with him. Um, you know, maybe he slots down a spot in the batting lineup. Maybe he doesn't come in at five, but uh, Steve Smith's got to come back in there, so that might naturally push him down a spot. We'll wait, you know, wait and see. But I think it'd be a big call now to uh, to suddenly, you know, throw Kez back in there. Although I don't, I don't think either way we lose too much yeah. with whoever's playing. He just missed out and nicked one. Last one before you jump on the kite, Gil. Um, the front of the plane boards in a moment. Yeah, well, the, let the rabble get on the back. They, and just... they do hold them for me. <laughs> you know. Are you flying it? <laughs> mate, <laughs> mate War- Warney, I-, I love listening to Warney's commentary when he was uh, when he was commentating and even in the T20s when he was uh, in the Big Bash when he was bowling and he'd set it up and tell us the route. But has there been a better commentator or I reckon special comments by than Ricky Ponting, uh, I reckon he is just absolutely... You're talking to Adam Gilchrist, I mate. I know, I know, but you know what? Sometimes you've got to acknowledge it. That... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming on the phone, no, mate. No, Gilly, has, listening to, to Punner during the, comment, during the commentary, he's just outstanding. Oh, I hadn't noticed. Hey! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, Scotty, he's, he's, uh, he's analysis and Ability to read a play or read what's coming is mm. uh, well. It's the, I think it's the best that I've ever heard. Really, I think he's um, yeah. The knowledge of the game and just predicting what just and I think it's as much not just his own cricketing brain from his captaincy experience when he was playing, and but it's also his coaching experience at the moment in the IPL. He's uh, at the forefront of that uh, with the, the Delhi Capitals and. So he knows all the current players and he knows what you know match plans are and tactical plays. So it is intriguing. It's fun to watch, isn't it? And then mm. that coupled up with a, a guy like uh, you know Ian Smith, who is uh, 
going to be with us again on Fox this year. He's he's a brilliant caller. He always seems to be in the seat at the big moments, which is brilliant because he calls them beautifully. And, uh, no, nah, it's a nice combo, that's for sure. All right, get on that plane. Appreciate your time. Glenn Maxwell uh, was all the talk and will be all the talk for a long time to come. Described yeah. as one of the greatest innings of all time. Not bad for a bloke that played 36 holes of golf, got concussion and then came out yeah. and made one of the greatest innings of all time. You go for another hit today. Go for a hit today, get knocked out, have a week off and off he goes. Thanks, Gilly. Absolutely. Cheers, boys. Good on you, mate. There he is, Adam Gilchrist, joining us. The best in the business. Well, according to Scotty, second best in the business. Australia won by three <laughs> wickets over Afghanistan. If you haven't seen the highlights or watched them or heard them, get onto SEN, get onto all the social medias. Glenn Maxwell, it was elite in the highest of orders. This is Scotty and Glenn.